0: And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast.
1: Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Charlene. Happy Tuesday to everyone. Praise the Lord for all the testimonies and praise that went up on all the prayers that the Lord has allowed to be ascended for His people all over the globe. We are so grateful for another morning when we can testify, another morning when we can lift up holy hands and say, Thank you, Lord. We're so grateful, even though it's very cold in Toronto, it's minus 8 degrees C, but it's beautiful still. We're not having snow. We know in New York, there's a snowstorm in New York, And uh, we're just so grateful that the Lord has kept us. Um, Again, we just want to say thanks again for praying for us and everything that everybody has been doing, all the blessings that is sent our way. We really appreciate it. And as we continue to keep you in prayer, um, we're going to go into the Word. And 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 actually the Lord gave me the word from Isaiah chapter fifty three, verses three to seven. And it talks about um what he went through and how he's acquainted. You know, he's been through a lot. And we really reflect on this a lot of times and says, you know, I'm going through so much. And the thing about when the Lord was here and they did all these things to him, you never heard him complaining. So you have to ask yourself, is it expected of the Christian to go through certain things? What type of life do we expect when we are children of the living God, especially living in days like this when Christ is at the door. What do you think? Do you think that um, everything is going to go as usual? Do you think we're going to go through trials? Do you believe then that the trials were just for the disciples back then? But as Christians now, we have to live good lives and things have to be good for us. What is going to your mind? When we suffer, do you blame God? What did Jesus do? Did Jesus blame God when he suffered? Who did he blame? I want you to think about these things because we go through this thing and we, you hear this self-pity. Look what I'm going through. Look at me. And when I look and I read, I never heard the Lord, even when they had him on the cross. He never said anything. They mocked him. They say all manner of evil concerning his life. And and he said nothing. He just stayed there and just said nothing. So, So God is asking us this morning, What are you going through that the Lord hasn't been through? What are you going through that is different from our Lord and Savior? What is it? Think about it. Really think about it, your relationship with God. Okay. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you now, Lord, as we open up your word. I pray, oh God, that you will bless and you will just open up our spiritual eyes so that we'll be able to see, comprehend, and understand. We thank you now, Lord, as we fellowship with you. This is my humble prayer in Jesus' name. And it says then, he is despised. Unrejected of men. A man of sorrow. Unacquainted with grief. We hid as in it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. This verse is loaded with what we go through as individuals. Of what the Lord has been through. Rejection is one of the main things. Some of us grew up in families where there was no love. Nobody said, I love you. The more put you down. And when you go out there to school and to work, rejection again. And the Lord is saying to you and I, I've been there. Don't be discouraged. I was rejected. I was despised. A man of sorrows. Do you know what real sorrows are? How can we endure them? When the end is at hand, how can we endure these sorrows and being afflicted by others, being rejected? Words thrown at you. Words the way you dress. The way you look. Nicknames. What do we do? Is this expecting of us? That we're going to go through a lot? You know, it's a great hope when we have this hope in Jesus. That business is not going to be business as usual forever. Things are going to change. We have this hope that one day, one day in Jesus' name, things will be different. One day we don't have to go back to work. One day we don't have to think about retirement and what we're going to save and where you're going to live. One day. So isn't this a great hope to look forward to? And then if there is this great hope, then why should we worry about our present condition and be burdened down and stressed of what others think about us, what others may say about us, why it affect us so much when it is already written that the Lord has been through a lot and we have to be expecting these things. He said they esteem him not. A lot of words were poured out at our Savior. He bore a lot of grief. Verse 4, a lot of grief. Do you know what is grief? These are deep emotions. When you're going through something, have you ever grief over a loved one who have passed away that was very close? How would you describe the grief where you can't eat, you can't sleep? You know, it's beyond pain. It's beyond the physical pain. That's what our Savior been through. So do we expect to go through grief? Do we as a Christian? God wants to encourage us. He wants to tell us, do you know what sorrow really is? Do you know what affliction really is, being afflicted? You know, there's a a gentleman, I know a lot of people know about him, that was in jail in in Cuba, and he wrote a couple books. And he was in jail in Cuba. And he told how many times they tried to kill him. They put him in water with snakes and all different ways they tried to kill him, and they could not. The Lord preserve him. Some people, when we go through things that is trying and tough, we turn around and blame God. And for me, I look at it sometimes when I'm praying about something, and the breakthrough is not coming in. And all I can do is just say, okay, God, i leave it to you. I'm just going to walk away. It's yours, God. Because there's no other way to turn to. I can't turn to the devil. I have no human to turn to that can solve certain issues. It's only God. And if he decided, I'm not going to hear now, because you're going to go through some affliction. You're going to go through something so that, you know, you can get better. He said, listen, you don't know what I've been through. Verse 5, he said, but He ha- he was wounded. For our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace as was upon him. And with his stripe, we are healed. He already paved the way for us. Healing is in the name of Jesus Christ. He already paved the way, the healing from our brokenness, from our affliction, the healing from what we're going through, our emotions. God is able. God is able. You think that if you pray and ask God to take away something from you, like our feelings or something, you think the Lord is going to take it away? He designed us with Feelings and emotions. It's in our DNA. We have to ask the Lord for control. How to control our feelings and emotions. Give us strength in our affliction. Because when something is wrong, we're going to experience the pain. But it's what we do with It's what we do with it, brethren. God is saying to us this morning, no matter what you're going through, I've been there. And that's why he said, I'm acquainted. I know what you're going through. I've been there. I was wounded. Listen, look at verse 6. It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord, mercy, mercy. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You see, God is saying here, like a sheep gone astray, What the Spirit of the Lord is showing me is that when we go through the affliction, we shouldn't allow it to take us off the path. Because if it takes us off the path, we're going to experience a lot of things and we're going to affect Christ as children of the living God, as Christians. If we divert, and get into things that is not of God. It's going to affect Christ. He came and he died. He bore everything. Every sin is placed upon him because of us. When we sin, we affect Christ. And God is saying, if we're going to go through some things, but we got to endure like a good soldier. We got to endure because he's been through it himself. He knows. He's acquainted. Look at verse 7. He was oppressed and was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. Who can do that as a Christian? Who can? There people talking about you in your face, in your workplace, in the church, in your family, and you just remain peaceful. Even though you know they're saying lies, and you just remain calm and pray for them and ignore them. It takes a lot. It takes the Christ in you to do that. It takes the God in us to remain calm when we are being afflicted, when we are being called names and accused, when people look down on us, despise us. It's hard. But God wants to encourage us this morning that in the last days, a lot of things are going to happen. There's going to be wars of words people lying on us and putting us down. What are we going to do about it? Are you going to take on the fight and roll up your sleeve and ready to fight and end up in jail and end up in places that the devil ordered for us? What are we going to do? How did Christ handle it? He said he was oppressed and afflicted yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearer is dumb. So he he openeth not his mouth. He was like gum. And he has all the power. He has all the authority. How should we respond to this evil world? where people can just put you down and say so much evil things. How should we respond? Sometimes we have to know that you are right, but you have to walk away still. How do you walk away when your spouse is arguing with you? What do you do? When they give you a mouthful and you know they are wrong, what do you do? you go and start the blaze more, you start to say a barrage of words. We can't take back words when it comes out. If we love to argue and say things, what if it is your problem that is causing the issue? What if what if you Say words that irritate and aggregate, great, you know, like just words that agitate, that just do things to somebody, and they will respond, and it can start a fight. What if you are the one that just remains silent? I know sometimes that you remain silent fight can it can ignite fire to say, Oh, you're not saying anything. But what if you chose to do that to hold your peace? Jesus here in verse seven had all the power to call angels, to raise his hand. He was being oppressed and afflicted. Oppression and afflicted. It can be physically, emotionally, words Hapakad, put down, and he opened not his mouth. You know why? Because he knows who his father is. He knows that he's only passing through this world, that he have a purpose. When you know you have a purpose, you don't get into fight and end up in jail and end up on the wrong side. You don't instigate war all the time in the families. War in the church. Words, words, words. What if we learn something this morning? That Christ was being afflicted, was beaten. But he reminds us that by his stripe we're healed. By his suffering we have hope. By you suffering, remaining silent, there's hope. Somebody will learn something and wow, I can't believe. They did that to you, and you said not a word, and you did nothing about it? I I couldn't do that. Some people just love to go off. What if you're being offensive to somebody? What if you're doing something wrong because of the words coming from your mouth? The Lord said he's like a sheep led to the slaughter. A sheep who don't even know where they're going. You could never bring a goat to the slaughter. He's ready to buck you. He's ready to retaliate. You can't bring a cow to the slaughter. You need five men to hold that cow. But when you bring a sheep, the sheep will even walk and pull you to the slaughter. In other words, the Lord says, why resist the enemy? The battle is not ours. It's the Lord. They can do anything to you, but when you stand in peace for Christ, blessings will come in abundance. The Lord is saying, let us remain silent. Let us act like we are dumb and don't open up our mouth in certain situations so that Christ's name can be glorified. These are just some of the things That's going to happen. You can go and read this chapter. It's very powerful. The whole chapter, Isaiah chapter 53. Go and just read it and see what our Savior's been through. Rejection, despise. Come on. You think we have been rejected and we're going through emotional pain? And you're saying, oh, I'm going through a lot. You don't know what I'm going through. Just guilt, self pity. What if you turn it over to the Lord and praise Him, knowing that He will take care of you, knowing that everything will work? Everything works, you know, together for good to them that love the Lord. Come on, it's going to work out. God wants to encourage somebody as we close this morning to let you know that He has been through it. And he opened not his mouth. Can you go through something? If anything we're going through can compare to Christ. You know, he come as the Lord and they rejected him, they spat on him, they beat him, they cursed him and his disciples. Can we go through this in the last days? Are we going to say, I'm done? And just retreat. Have no home to go to. He was homeless. The disciples, homeless. They walk and you heard how many people put them up, give them a room for one night. What about us? What if we get to that status? where We are homeless for Christ and being a witness. Can we handle it? Could you handle it where winter is coming? That's why he said, pray that our flight is not in the winter. The winter is here, or the winter is coming, and you have nowhere. You live on the street. And you're asking, where are you, God? What if that's where he wants you so you can spread the gospel message, you can reach some street people? What if we look at it that way and say, Lord, whatever or wherever you put me, I'm going to be contented because that's where you want me. Why don't we stop from murmuring and just remember that Christ was oppressed for our sake. He was rejected for our sake. Therefore, we are going to experience something in our lives that is uncomfortable. But we've got to remain steadfast, without molting off, without doing anything, and let Christ fight our battles. I encourage you this morning... That the battle is going to rage, but those that endure to the end shall be saved. Those that is taken like a sheep to the slaughter shall be saved, shall be saved. Remember, the sheep being taken to the slaughter, you are going to be killed daily, killed, but remain faithful and steadfast in Christ and Christ will see us through. May God bless you and keep you, and may face shine upon you. In Jesus' name, as we'll now have the the, the the request now, prayer request in Jesus' name.
0: Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.